is the 615 Podcast with your host, veteran realtor and entrepreneur, Nick Woodard. All right, welcome back to the 615 Podcast. Today, I've got a good friend of mine, Scott Atkins, President and CEO of Atkins Publicity, a full-service public relations firm that represents some of the biggest names in the music business, people like Billy Ray Cyrus, Naomi Judd, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and uh, many, many more. So, everybody say hello to Scott. It's What's good up, to be buddy? here. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for finally um, us being able to get together. I know it was kind of hard with um, you know COVID and all that stuff. Everybody kind of had to stay stay away, and then work got busy again. And mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're an unprecedented time. I think we all had to adapt or die really the past couple of months and that's not a play on words yeah, but really absolutely. from a business perspective this being about entrepreneurs and trying to figure it as i always say figure it the figure f it. out yep you know what are you going to do when this happens absolutely. and and that was a real uh that was a real challenge for us in march trying to figure out how to tell the stories of artists and the clients that we work with when we can't go anywhere right. so right yeah so what what are some of the the things that you had to do to adapt well, we're in late June now, so let's just backtrack to right after the Grammys. Um, we represent uh, Dennis Quaid, Billy Ray Cyrus, and Tanya Tucker, and all three clients were at the Grammys. And okay. so that was a nonstop, uh, I would say, seven days. And after that, I got to tell you, I actually, I think I, I had the virus in early uh, February. And so at that moment, um, you know, I came home and I shut down and I thought I had a terrible case of bronchitis. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, a week or two later is when conversations started to um, encourage everyone to limit to groups of 10 or less. And then uh, all of a sudden it was self-quarantining. Which how hard is that for, for someone in your business? I mean shows and and you know awards and concerts and it's been detrimental to all the artists and to all the booking agents and to all the managers and to everyone involved but in that moment you know after i got over that uh what i thought was a terrible case of bronchitis you know we uh we strapped down and in our homes we've got um three other employees on the atkins publicity team plus myself and then we worked from home. We Zoomed. Uh, we did all the different, you know, technological things to do to stay in touch. But it was a it was a real um, take it day by day. Right. You know, first it was okay. Shows are going to be postponed through May, and then April comes along. Okay, shows are going to be postponed to July. Now we're in June. So well, what y'all do? You got to you got to project out so far. You can't necessarily take it mm-hmm. day by day like that. No, you have to plan ahead. Strategy, logistics, getting the clients and the artists into the venues. I'm a publicist, and we can dive into that in a minute. Yeah. But um, you know, you think of a, of an artist, and and then you've got um, an umbrella of team members around them. So you've got the booking agent who books them on live shows, so they can go out there and tour the world. And then you have a publicist who expands their message and gets their message out there. Everything from their artist projects to their brand partnerships, tequila cannabis, whatever they might be involved with from a brand perspective. And then you've got their manager. The manager is the one that sort of corrals everyone together. And there's a lot of other team members from social media. But from a from a PR perspective, when we were um, absorbing the moment in, in mid-March and trying to – in early March and trying to figure out next steps – 
you know, you were flying. Everybody was flying by the seat of their pants, yeah. trying to figure out how to how to move forward in a in a pandemic that we really didn't know how it was going to affect us the next day and in the next month. Right. So right. as you can see, a lot of the booking agents across. Uh, Nashville and New York and LA, they've had to pause and they've had to cancel shows through the end of the year. We still have clients that have shows on the books uh, this fall. We don't know if those dates are going to move forward, if they're mm-hmm. going to be uh, adapted to social distancing, or how um, how we're going to move forward with live events. Yeah. So it's been a uh, it's been a very interesting situation. So saying like a lot of you know everybody working from home, you you don't have kids yet. What was it like being home with no kids? <laughs> <laughs> but two dogs yapping yeah. all the time. Uh, you know, I had some people on the, the last one, and we we did a whole show on what it was like to try to navigate through this with young kids, and it's a shit show, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of really funny memes. Um, you know, this is kind of a. I went back in the closet. No, was it, was it relaxing? My, my partner, my partner Derek and I, we both uh, we've been together for going on thirteen years now. Love and Derek. So, good dude. Uh, good dude. And Derek's in the business too, and he does video production and uh, and media and you name it. And so we uh, we work from home. And so what I did is I found that if I went into our walk-in closet um, and shut the door, you couldn't hear the dogs barking if they had an episode of a, of an Amazon package arriving, and uh, it gave me a quiet spot. Throughout March and April, I did. I went into the closet when I had to take uh, phone calls. But when it came to Zoom meetings, you know, we tried to put the dogs up. But I don't know about kids, but dogs don't want to be in a locked room either. <laughs> so they're going to yap all day. Um, and any uh, anyone with fur babies understands the point of view I'm coming from. So it was, there were very unique challenges. We, uh, we've got a really great backyard patio and a deck. So at about 1 o'clock, I can get some good shade. Um, if it's not raining. So I did a lot of Zoom calls with clients and with uh, business partners outside on the deck. And that was really kind of a good escape. Uh, We didn't come into uh, where we are right now is uh, our office on Music Row on 16th. And we share the building with uh, a really a stellar architect team, Allard Ward Architects. Okay. Um, that's not a plug. They're just good people. And we, um, we shared the building with them. And out of an abundance of caution, um, the Adkins publicity team, four of us, and then their team, we, we just decided in March we weren't going to be working in this building. And we really haven't returned. Yeah. Um, today and the past couple of weeks have been in and out a couple days a week. Um, as things have opened up, but as you can see, you know Kelly McKenzie um, and our intern aren't here today, so it's still kind of quiet, sure, which is sure. still kind of eerie that well, we're going into July and it's yeah. this, it's this situation. It's funny, man. We we um, talking about Zoom meetings and stuff. Um, I'm not going to throw him under the bus because he's a good friend of mine, and and I'm sure you would know him well. But he's in um, in publishing, and I uh, went over to his house during all this. And his office is in the front window of their house. And he gives me a look like, hey, hey, hold on, buddy. I'm on a, I'm on a call and uh, chat with you here in just a minute. And he's wearing, you know, button-up shirt and all this. When he gets done, he stands up and he's like, hey, brother. And he's got basketball shorts on. Of course he does. <laughs> Being a 15-year realtor, I not only love helping my clients with the transaction phase of their real estate purchase, but also want to be a continuous source of value long after the transaction is complete. If you need a recommendation for a painter, I got a guy. 
a handyman or roofer? I got a guy. Wanting to find someone to install new carpet or flooring? You guessed it, I got a guy. I am Nick Woodard with Benchmark Realty. I would be honored to serve you and your family. Well, you know, unless I'm at a client event or I'm working uh, at an award ceremony, I, I typically have a trucker hat on. There you go. Um, and, you know, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt today. And so, you know, in this business, you don't have to dress up unless you have to go to something Just like me, you know, man. fancy. So I'm pretty be, simple. Be you. So a little bit about what you do. I know some of the, some of the, the aspects of, of your day-to-day is putting out fires. Absolutely. I mean... That's probably top. You know, when something happens, you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of your client, make sure, you know, whatever articles are written, you know, are, are favorable and that type thing. Mm-hmm. I know you have client privilege and can't really give us some names, but can you tell us maybe a story of, of something that you just, you've dealt with? And I'll come to that, but I think the best way to approach the putting out fires you know, uh, analogy. Every morning we all wake up with a to-do list, right? No matter what you what you do and what line of work you're in, whether you're in real estate, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're running a small business. And I can't tell you how many days I, I get into about 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., and nothing has been accomplished yet because I'm putting out fires uh-huh. of unexpected circumstances. <laughs> it's the, like time to take water out of a boat and it keeps filling back up. Every day. <laughs> the greatest thing about, I think, working for yourself in a sense and working with these incredible clients that give you the opportunity to have an income and to pursue your dreams is the unpredictability. And just waking up every day and not knowing what you're going to be walking into. And what's even uh, more fascinating, and uh, it's a privilege, is that the clients that I had the privilege of representing and working with are creatives. So every day, they're creating in their head, and they're coming up with new ideas. Uh And they're hitting me up with these new ideas, and they're they're asking me to execute. And that's a really great challenge. Even if and, you don't get it, you're and just even like, if okay. you know, even in that moment, I'm like, oh, okay, how are we going to pull this off? But uh-huh. you know, I think a lot of times, um, I use this expression a lot, but I just I just call it the figure the f out, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw the f bomb around. But that's I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice of waking up and putting out fires is you figure the F out. You may not know who owns said establishment. You may not know someone at said network or at talk show or whatever. You just find out and you will find out and you will figure it out if you have the drive and if you have the passion. That's that's one thing I've I've taught my son who now has um, his first job. Mm -hmm. He's he's got a little business where he, he cleans up neighbor's dog poop. And so he's got you know, clients that he goes to a couple times a week. And I've always told him, said, you will always be successful if you show up on time, do what you say you're going to do and figure it out. Yep. If something goes wrong, you got to be able to figure it out. And be responsive. Yep. I think responsiveness, look how many emails we all get a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one after the other. 
And it is difficult to get back to everybody right then and there. But I think being responsive is probably one of the most important traits in this business or in business in general. Because if your clients aren't getting a response in a timely manner, then they're not going to feel like they're getting the level of service they deserve. And then if your business partners, whether it's a a journalist or a talk show, I consider journalists business partners because we cannot do our job without the journalist and without the media partners. And so they are business partner. And it's important to get back to them um, as soon as you can because they're awaiting a response and they deserve it. And I know when I, you know, send out an email, I, I'm hoping for you know some right. kind of feedback. If that, it's a pass, it's a pass. One thing that I have picked up on though with with COVID, do you feel like people are getting a little bit more understanding and lax on immediate response, like? When I'm working with other realtors on a transaction or something like that, I feel like people are a little more patient now, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a is a fantastic thing. You're right. Um, you know, when it used to be, hey, I got an email, they want to hear back immediately. Mm-hmm. Two three hours later, it's acceptable. It is. Now, will that change? I, I don't know. When we get back in the in the grind of everything, um, but I think that that's been kind of one positive. That, that's come out of this. Mm-hmm. People are a little bit more respectful of your time. Um, I didn't. I don't know if you've seen that in your industry, but yes. I, I definitely feel that respectful of other people's time and being sensitive, uh-huh. not knowing the circumstance that they may be under, that they may have a family member who has uh, been fighting COVID, or if they have been furloughed, or if they have been laid off. I think a lot of us in uh, in, in the media landscape have been very strategic in even how we approach someone who we may not know via email. You kind of open it up with like, you know, hope you're doing well, hope your family is healthy and, you know, taking care. I just wanted to check in on yada, yada, yada. Right. I, think, I think being sincere is the most important trait that any of us can have, whether you're you know, selling a product, selling a home, or trying to sell a story. And that's ultimately what public relations is. We're trying to sell a story. We're not marketing. We're not, you know, pay for play. We're not out there buying advertisements on billboards. We're trying to, to convince journalists and TV bookers and, you know, late night and early morning TV, the Today Show, GMA, you name it, that the story that we're pitching you cares. You're trying to sell the story and whatever story that might be. Well, I'm, you know, not to go down a whole different rabbit hole here, but with a lot of the unfortunate things that that we're going through as a country right now, um, that's that's you know, you see all over the news, and they want to make it feel like everybody's at their throat and everybody's fighting. And it's, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that as much. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, at least in my daily life, the people that I'm around, I feel that. I am kinder to other people and other people are kinder to me mm-hmm. and interactions with strangers are the exact opposite of what we're being fed right now. I know I haven't encountered. Are you the, feeling that? Like I haven't encountered the negativity, the negativity that the media has portrayed. I, I don't feel like I'm in a bubble here in Nashville yeah, no, and when I'm sure. traveling, you know, uh, to see family, which I had the blessing to do a couple of, um, you know, weeks ago when after I self-quarantined, I missed Mother's Day, I missed, you know, Easter because we were right. trying to be careful around, you know, our, elder, our, our elderly family members and parents. Um, I did go home um, after self-quarantining and, and making sure that I was healthy and not around anybody else. And you're right, there has been a lot of... Um, 
you know, negativity fed to us uh, via the media, you know, look, I don't want to get into that kind of um, debate here, but I think just uh, starting every day off with being sincere and being kind and being right. respectful, uh, it goes a long way. Absolutely. Be kind to one another, you know? It, it, does it get any more simpler than that? Absolutely. And it just, it seems when, you know, interactions, interactions I'm having with, with perfect strangers, it's just, I feel like we're kinder. I see mm-hmm. someone at a gas pump. It's right. like, oh, you know, it's been a hell of a couple months, haven't it? You know, hasn't it, buddy? Right. So, but, yeah. you know, <clears throat> one thing that, that unfortunately you had to deal with during all of this was um, the unfortunate passing of, of Joe Diffie, who's a client of yours. And, and um, he was actually our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, he and he and his wife were were good friends with my son's best friend's parents, and um, you know we're from Nolansville. He lived in Nolansville, and that that kind of rocked our community. Um, it rocked all of our worlds. Yep, you know, and it it but again it kind of brought us together as well. Um, so kind of tell us a little bit about you know that was that was a difficult thing for you to deal with mm-hmm. the, the passing of of an artist and, and a client, and that, that's tough. Yeah, it was it hit me really hard. And emotionally, um, as just a human being and a, as a country music fan, you think of the iconic hits and the legacy that Joe Diffie left behind, John Deere Green, Pickup Man. Oh, that's my childhood, And he, he influenced years. my life. And uh, I can't. I, there's countless concerts I went to with my grandma to see Joe Diffie, uh, you know, in Indianapolis, Indiana. So when I had the opportunity to work on um, – various projects with him and, and had the privilege to be his publicist it was a really it was a dream come true and when we received the call that he was not feeling well um it was uh it was a shock to the system right because it was the first time that anyone i knew personally was being affected by COVID 19 right and so that was a really difficult week. And you had to deal with it, you know, that was professionally on a Friday. as well, while while feeling the emotions. Well, of the, the most important and the most important reaction and uh, and and strategy when when a client um, is undergoing a health crisis is number one getting the uh, approval and blessing from the artist from Joe that do we have your approval to release this information that you are undergoing treatment and number one we we did uh, not only from him but from Tara and his management Tara his lovely wife and our goal in that releasing on a Friday that he was receiving treatment was to set the record straight Unfortunately, yeah, there's rumors flying there everywhere about everything. There was a lot of rumors on social media, and we wanted to set the record straight that these are the facts, and let's move forward. Right. And unfortunately, on Sunday, he yeah. passed, yeah. and that was a very well. We, we um, again, he was close to our community, and funny, funny story I have that you know I'll remember forever is uh, my son, Caden. Um, excuse me, came home one day and said, hey, Dad, guess what? I was like, what, buddy? He goes, we just ding-dong ditched Joe Diffie. And I was like, <laughs> that is awesome. That is that is Nashville right there. And that is Joe Diffie. <laughs> He's just relatable. He's like, okay, kid, uh-huh. you know, whatever. I mean, he'll laugh it off. He, but, the- and he said, they, they, you know, they called him, and they caught the kids, and then invited them in. They raided their fridge and pantry and, mm-hmm. and just had a good time. So I'm, I'm very happy that my son has that memory that's that's very cool because yeah joe was you know that was my childhood you know that was my me in high school 
Um, and so, he was your neighbor. And he was my neighbor. And, so. and uh, in the middle of that pandemic, and the height of all of that, um, excuse me, in the middle of all, all of all that pandemonium, your community came together with that beautiful uh, uh, parade of trucks and cars. Oh, that was and awesome. we all met at the yep. local school, and we paraded through uh, Nolansville. And all the neighbors, you know, were socially distant with their John Deere green on. And it was just a really beautiful moment because, you know, when, when someone so uh, near and dear to your heart passes, and, and I, I can't imagine, uh, this, is a, this is another rabbit hole to go down, but how many people have had to deal with the oh, loss of sure. someone and not being able to grieve together. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a tragedy. For Joe uh, Diffie and being able to come together as a community, we came down there for that, and that was really special to be a part right. of and see and you know and celebrate his life and his kids and his and his beautiful wife. Right, right. Well, flip the page a little bit. Maybe let's talk about something um, a little more, a little more exciting. You uh, you had a big year with um, representing Billy Ray Cyrus and Little Nas X and. Keeping the uh, the old town road at the number one spot for what was it sixteen seventeen weeks nineteen nineteen consecutive weeks, weeks. that's incredible at number one on the Billboard Hot one hundred so who they that's a new record right all time record beat so Mariah who, Carey Justin Bieber by two weeks that. the record was seventeen weeks and they topped out at nineteen consecutive oh weeks oh my god on the Billboard Hot one hundred which is all genre so. No, no bragging rights there. No, look, I was just a flash in the, the pan and a uh, you know just a very small um, team member of that entire uh, moment of history, and it was certainly uh, it's it's actually it's all camouflaged by 2019 because it was such an incredible year, and you know Amy Grant once said um, she gave this analogy at a at a, at a women's luncheon. She said that. Um, you know, in the height of her success, and this is why I want to bring this up, she said, you know, there's two viewpoints. There's the rabbit running through the pasture of an open field, just trying to dodge all the all the holes and all the predators, right? And you've got you've got nothing but grass in the face. Grass in the face, grass in the face, uh-huh. grass in the face. And then there's viewpoint two of a drone, seeing that rabbit overcome all those obstacles Ooh, I like that. running through the pasture like and getting to the other side. And I think for me, in that moment last year, it was just grass in the face. It was just like, oh, my sure. gosh, what's going on? It's another week. Oh, my God. Every Monday morning, we'd wake up to see if we were still number one on the Hot 100. I mean, you had to get up and be like, are you kidding? This is still go Like, wow. In the next week, in the next week, in the next and week. And what was so beautiful about Old Town Road is and was the organic reception and love from the world and how people of all ages – just gravitated toward that song, oh, and there's yeah. a meme especially that, kids. There's a meme. I've got right? three young. I've heard that song a billion times. Right. Every ball game, yep. every skate set, like <laughs> every birthday party, I have heard that song probably more than any song I've ever heard in my life, and the kids mm-hmm. loved it. And the meme goes, it just breaks my achy, breaky heart that all these kids know Billy Ray Cyrus from Old Town Road, uh-huh. right? Yep. So that's that was a really incredible moment for him, and uh, and it still is. And and you know, uh, Cyrus, you know, just brought me along for that ride, and I'm so grateful. I'll never forget the day uh, he called me um, in my truck while I was heading to a meeting. And he said, you're not going to believe what I just did. I just recorded this song with this incredible young man, and I'm going to put my BlackBerry up to the speaker so you can listen to it. 
His Billy Ray Cyrus has a BlackBerry. <laughs> and he put his BlackBerry up to the speaker in his home studio, and he played Old Town Road remix for the first time to me. And that was on Tuesday, I believe. That Friday, they dropped it. They oh, released wow. the remix. And immediately, so you didn't have time to do your, It immediately your PR went number even. one. Like, I'm going. It immediately went number one. Hey friends, over the years, many clients and friends have come to me for recommendations. Everything from painters to contractors to window cleaners. I never found a window cleaning company that I felt I could fully trust or rely on to recommend to my clients, so I started one. Mosley Window Cleaning specializes in residential window cleaning in Williamson and Davidson counties and proudly wants to be your go-to company for window cleaning. For a free estimate, email us at mosleywindowcleaning at gmail.com. Again, that is mosleywindowcleaning at gmail.com. And of course, that same week is when uh, Billboard decided that the song didn't have enough country elements and removed it from the country radio chart. And so here we have, you know, a controversy of uh, Billboard saying that the song isn't country enough for country radio. And then we have a, you know, iconic artist from Flatwoods, Kentucky on the track and takes it to number one on Billboard wow. with Lil Nas X. Wow. So it was, a, it was a really beautiful moment. And That's cool how he's kind of reestablished himself to, you know, he's had two mega peaks in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people would love to have one. You know, he's kind of reinvented himself. Like, that's very different than his first time being way up there. So yeah. that's, that's neat. Lightning striked twice for him. And actually multiple times. He's, he's really... Billy Ray Cyrus is an inspiration for any dream chaser. Bottom line. Because he never gives up, and I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you this one analogy, which I've said over and over again, and my friends are just going to, you know, <laughs> give me shit about it. But um, I love it, and he he's like, you know, be a jackhammer. You know, it's not the impact of a jackhammer that breaks the surface; mm-hmm. it's the repetition. Mm-hmm. It's over and over and over and over again, and you just don't give up. And it's being a jackhammer, be just continue, continue. Uh, pounding on, and so you know when you're when you're um, a dream chaser, and when you just don't give up on your dreams, and you have that goal in mind, you just keep going, and that's what he's done, and that's what I think is so uh, inspirational about his story. If you look at his story of how you know he was growing up in Flatwoods, Kentucky, and he was out there, you know, playing the bars, and he wrote "Some Gave All," a song about a Vietnam veteran, he oh, didn't give up. Favorites of all time. And then that's the title of the album that "Achy Break Your Heart" mm-hmm. was on, and so his you know his uh, career. Tra- trajectory is i think really inspiring for anybody who feels like right. they're just not making any movement oh that album that album was incredible mm-hmm. uh what, what was my favorite song on that one um was that the one that had it could have been me. could have been me oh such could have been me it's one of my favorite songs such too. a good song it's so. so funny you say that that is one of my favorite songs too so scott we met um at naomi judd's christmas party i guess what two years ago maybe um, my wife worked with her at the time, and love Catherine. Naomi is such a fun lady, such a fun lady. She's like a fairy godmother. She is, and she has these iconic Christmas parties. Yes, like we sat around and listened to them play the piano and sing Christmas carols, and I, I've I've got to get her on here. I think she would be an absolute hoot. 
to just pick her brain. And, and she maybe a again five or six is a, she's, <laughs> talk about being a dream chaser. Um, of course, they wrote that song, you know, on, on an album back in the eighties. She, uh, oh, Naomi's just she's just been a godsend, and I just love her to death. And she's been so much fun to work with and be her publicist. And she really has become a friend. Her and Larry, her husband, are, are just the most genuine people. Yeah. And uh, again. You know, uh, working with Catherine um, and uh, in tandem with Naomi and Larry was just, you know, one of the highlights of my career. We had a lot of good times. I'll never forget. Um, we went to, Naomi's known for throwing these well, holiday parties, but mm-hmm. mainly Halloween parties. And I went and used her bathroom and looked over, didn't see it. She had this crazy looking doll that like looks through I don't know. It was like a it was like a glass door or something. I didn't see it until I had already you know dropped trout. And was, oh my god! <laughs> scared me to death. And I think she she absolutely loves that. Oh yeah, total trickster, <laughs> especially on Halloween. Oh, so that's fun. That's fun. Well, I got one more question. I like to uh, I like to ask you know all my guests. Being an entrepreneur yourself, um, if you could go back and tell twenty year old Scott one piece of advice, what would it be? Just continue figuring it the F out because I think <laughs> okay, I at like 20 years old, my background in a nutshell is I went to college to become a television broadcaster. I wanted to be Tom Brokaw. Okay. And I can I, see that. I was a news reporter for. Um, you are a little pretty. You, you uh, I don't know about camera. that. But, you <laughs> know, I, I wasn't able to wear trucker hats back then. But no, I was a, I was a news reporter until I was 29. And I, I worked at various TV stations and covered death and destruction. And that's why I got oh, out of it. Yes. Because I, when you I turn on the news, Channel what do you 4. get? I worked at Channel 4 intern in college. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so depressing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And so at that moment, when I was 29, I was like, you know, I'm about to turn 30. And so when I, uh, before I turned 30, I sent out about, you know, a thousand resumes to everybody in Nashville. You got to remember, I'm a guy from Indiana, never been to, you know, never had any connections in Nashville. And uh, I just tried to find a way to get a job here and public relations. I always thought I'm a journalist. I know a good story. I bet I would uh, be decent on the flip side of that. And so I got a job with a Kaleidoscope Media and Angie Gore, and she gave me my first shot at PR here in Nashville seven years ago. And uh, and the rest is just you know so keep you've on trucking. Built this in seven years, your own thing. Well, I actually started. This. I actually started Adkins Publicity in 2017, so we're wow. going on three years. Wow. And that's so, impressive. Man. So that's you know, there's been a lot of uh, hurdles along the way that you know I don't want to dive into. Sure. Those are more rabbit holes, but. Um, you know, for 20-year-old Scott, you know, I just wanted to uh, – I wanted to actually work in entertainment. I wanted to be in entertainment in some capacity. But I didn't know any, know anyone in Nashville, New York, or L.A. So the only way I knew how to get there was to become an entertainment reporter with a broadcaster journalism degree out of Indiana – and at the time, that was that seemed like the clear shot to you know covering entertainment. Yeah. And I, I got to do a lot of entertainment stories just because I was enterprising when I was at various jobs. But it wasn't until um, you know I got to Louisville, Kentucky, that I really realized that I was Louisville. You know, I was Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, there's three different ways. There's Louisville, 
Louisville, which is like deep in the throat, right? Louisville. Uh-huh. And then there's at Louisville and Louisville. But Louisville. of course, Louisville yeah. is the wrong pronunciation. Yeah. So Louisville. Louisville. Uh, and just figured out that I wanted to, you know, work in entertainment. And so just kept on trucking. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. That's awesome. And and we love you to death. We we wish you nothing but the best moving forward. We know that um, you're going to be successful in whatever you do. Greatly appreciate your time here. Thank you for your time. All right, brother. All right, guys, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless. This is the 615 Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review at nickwoodard.com forward slash podcast.